Howdy, friends, and welcome to the Daily Run Through the Bible podcast. My name is Mike Mills, and we are making our way through the book of 1 Samuel. We're in 1 Samuel chapter 1. Uh, well, no, 1 Samuel chapter 7. Yeah, chapter 7, that's where we are. And we have been reading about this great time here in the history of Israel where they turn back to the Lord. So they had been having issues with the Philistines, Philistines, um, brought a whoop down on them, and then they took the Ark of the Covenant out to battle with them because they thought this will give us victory. Um, and it didn't. They lost and lost big. The Ark of the Covenant was taken captive. And what we're reading about now is, is something that happened about seven months later. The Ark of the Covenant's returned uh, to Israel, and the people of Israel, they are, uh, how does it put it back in verse 2, all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. And so they're, they're lamenting, uh, you know, their life, the situation they find themselves in. And Samuel, the prophet in verse three, Samuel gives them this word of advice. It says, Samuel spoke to all the house of Israel saying, if you return to the Lord with all your heart and then put away the foreign gods and the Asherahs from, uh, from among you and prepare your hearts for the Lord and serve him only, he will deliver you from the hand of the Philistines. So, and this was, I think, the miraculous part, the children of Israel put away the Baals and Ashtoreths and served the Lord only. And Samuel said, gather all Israel to Mizpah. I will pray to the Lord for you. Verse six. So they gathered together at Mizpah and drew water and poured it out before the Lord. And they fasted that day and said there, we have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the children of Israel at Mizpah. All right, so... Samuel gives them this advice, put away these old, these other gods you're serving, turn your hearts back to the Lord and serve him only. And they gather together and Samuel says, I will pray to the Lord for you. And they gather together and he says, they drew water and poured it out before the Lord. It's like this kind of a strange thing that, that meant something to them that probably doesn't mean much to us, but the idea of like pouring out their, uh, pouring out this water, like, you know, some people would say, well, it's like pouring out their tears or emptying themselves saying, Lord, Lord, we're, we're, we're emptying ourselves like this bucket, you know, we're pouring ourselves out to you. We're pouring out our, our pouring out all that we have. Um, and so, uh, it says they fasted that day as well, right? So if they fasted, um, which again, this is something you see in the Bible a lot, people fasting for many different reasons. Um, but here it's a time of repentance, like this, the attitude of Lord, you are more important to us than food. We don't, we don't want to eat. We just want to be right with you. And they say we have sinned against the Lord. There is that confession. Now I wasn't planning on talking about this, but I think it's worth mentioning the importance of confession in the life of the believer, right? They come together here and they say, we have sinned before the Lord. So what's the big deal about that? Well, the idea of confession is really the idea of agreement, right? We have sinned against the Lord. Well, God already knows that. God's not like, oh, really? I wasn't aware of that. No, it's coming into that place of saying, God, we recognize what you already know, that we have sinned against you. You know, the famous verse is First uh, John 1, 9, right? Um you know, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to cleanse our sin or forgive our sin, cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And I remember reading that 
in my younger Christian days and being kind of confused because I was told that when Jesus died on the cross, he paid the price for my sin and I was forgiven for my sin past, present, and future. So why would I need to confess my sins again, right? Why would I need to do that? And I think the thing that a lot of times people don't understand is the the role of confession is is coming to an, into agreement with with the Lord about your state, your condition, and what you've done. And there's some things that go along with that. I think there's some there's some, I don't know if we call it side effects, but there's some there's a benefit and a blessing that comes. And and I believe that what that is is that by confessing your sin, you keep that sin from taking hold of your life again. One of the things I mentioned here a lot on the podcast is, is Romans chapter six. It's just a, um, such a foundational part of, uh, the Christian walk is understanding, you know, Romans, um, Romans chapter six. And one of the things that is said in there is it, well, it's the chapter starts off with, with the question of, um, well, actually, I guess I should say chapter five ends with the question of, you know, shall shall we continue in sin that the grace might abound, you know, and then, you know, chapter six starts off with, you know, heaven forbid, you know, certainly not. Why would we continue, you know, why would you continue in those things of which, you know, of which you're ashamed? You know, why would you continue to do those things, of which now you're ashamed? But he also talks about other things in the chapter, you know, that the wages of sin is death. And he also talks about, you know, returning to the yoke of, you know, that yoke of bondage and slavery. And what we kind of see in that chapter is that, you know, the Christian who is forgiven and yet continues to sin will experience these things, right? Well, I think we ought to also say that that there's a danger for any Christian that is regularly just practicing sin and doesn't care, just is doing sinful behavior, practice, you know, the practice, the regular um participation in without remorse. And, you know, first John would warn you that you, you might not really be a child of God, like you might think you are, if you are so comfortable practicing that thing. But, you know, we, we fall into stuff, we stumble into stuff, we walk into stuff, we make bad choices, we choose the wrong thing, we go right into these sinful things. And as a Christian, it's important to understand that, yeah, we're forgiven, but that doesn't mean we we can't still sin. I mean, we can, and we do, but what, remember what comes along with that when you're, when you're, when you're starting to think, well, Christ can forgive whatever I've done. His grace abounds beyond my, my sin. Well, yes, but, but sin is not without consequence, right? As, as you've probably often heard it said that sin isn't bad because God forbids it. God forbids it because it's bad. Sin has negative consequences in your life, right? The sin in my life has negative consequences upon me. You know, it brings shame. It brings death to my my relationship with the Lord, my relationship with others, my uh, death to my joy. You know, uh, you know, um, death to the to my peace in my life, and and it brings slavery. Right? Those old chains of bondage. We become you know hooked into those old things again. We start practicing and in doing those things that we used to do, or maybe there are new things that we haven't, that we didn't do before, but now we've, we've gotten ourselves caught up in something to where the sin is taken over. So how do we keep it from getting to that place? Well, confession, 
it's confessing it to the Lord saying, God, this is what I, this is what I've done. It's that recognizing of what you've done, confessing it to the Lord, coming into agreement with him that you sinned and coming and saying, God, forgive me, cleanse me again. And that's what keeps those, that sin from taking over your life is that confession. And so I think it needs to be part of our, our practice, right? Part of our, uh, part of our, um, our daily routine um, is remembering to confess our sins to the Lord. You know, and, and when I mentioned that, you know, the Christian continues in sin, it brings, you know, slavery, shame, and death. Well, it brings more than that. I mean, those are, those are three main things, but there's, there's some, there's the consequences of sin outside outside of your own being, you know, your testimony, you know, the, the, the impact it has on your kids, on your relationships, on your wife, on your husband, you know, whatever, there's negative consequences to sin. And of course, that's why, you know, God has warned us against it, that this, this is the thing that will hurt you and hurt others. So flee from it. And when you caught, find yourself in it, confess it, to the Lord. Do as Israel did here in verse six. We have sinned against the Lord. Pour it out before him. God bless you. Talk to you next time.